Turn with me, please, to two openings in the Scripture this evening, to 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, and then also Hebrews, chapter 10. 2 Corinthians 4 and Hebrews, chapter 10. We began, what was it, a couple of Fridays ago, talking about the spirit of faith and begun teaching on the subject of faith. I'm excited about it. I'm stirred up. I've spent a good portion of my life thinking and talking about faith. And I am not interested in backing off or slowing down. Amen. Amen. I know what it's done for me. And everybody needs to know about faith. There is no such thing as being a serious Christian and you don't care about faith. Uh, It's inseparable with being a Christian. In fact, Christianity is called the faith. Because that's how you're saved, by grace through faith. And it is how you receive from God. The just shall live by faith. The just shall walk by faith. Every day of receiving and dealing with things can only be done successfully in and through faith. And how do you overcome all the problems in this life? The scripture said, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And what determines whether what you did today was pleasing to God or not? Scripture says without faith, it is impossible. There's no way to please him. So if we pray, got to pray in faith or it doesn't please God. If you give, got to give in faith. If you work, I don't care if you're flipping hamburgers or changing flats or stocking a grocery uh, shelf or driving a truck, better do it in faith. Amen. Amen. Or that portion of your day was displeasing and unpleasing to God. Somebody said, you can't flip hamburgers in faith. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Amen. You know one big way you could tell whether you're doing it in faith or not? If you're doing it in faith, you're not griping about it. It's a fact. If you're doing it, oh boy. It's a fact. If you're doing it in faith, you can't be griping about it. Can you stand there and flip hamburgers and say, thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you for this hamburger. Thank you that I got a job. Amen. Glory to God. And I bless this hamburger and the person that's going to eat it. Yes. Glory to God. Amen. God's so good to me. I've been sowing seed. He's bringing me up. I may own this place by next year. Glory to God. Amen. If you stand there and gripe and bellyache, it's not pleasing to God. He can't confirm what you're doing. He can't promote and bless what you're doing because it's not of Him. Now, faith is such a big key in our lives. Well, let's look in 2 Corinthians 4 and begin talking further about this. In 2 Corinthians 4, in verse 13, 2 Corinthians 4, 13. Let's just pause a minute and pray here and release our faith for the rest of the service. Father, I thank you for all you've already done for us. You're so good to us, so kind, so gracious. And Lord, we thank you that tonight your word is life to us and health to all of our flesh. We ask you to open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, our heart and mind to understand and receive. And we thank you for the great, wonderful teacher you've sent to help us, the Holy Spirit. He's here. He's our guide. Thank you. For revealing to us truth and answers. And we by your grace will not be hearers only. But we will be doers. And as we do we're blessed. Thank you for it in Jesus name. Amen. We have ears to hear. Thank you Lord. In verse 13. He said we having the same spirit of faith. According as it is written. I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe And therefore speak. Let me read it again. We having the what? Same spirit of faith. You know the Bible talks about God hadn't given us the spirit of fear. What has he given us? Well among other things. Spirit of faith. He's given us you know. The spirit of love and power and a sound mind. He's given us the spirit of adoption. The spirit whereby we cry, Abba, Father. There are many 
definitions, many explanations of the Holy Spirit He's given us. But how many know the Holy Spirit, the Spirit dwelling in us, is not a spirit of fear, but a spirit of faith. Amen? Not a spirit of doubt and unbelief, but a spirit of faith. And the same spirit that Abraham had. Same spirit of faith. There are not four or five Holy Ghosts. There's not an Old Testament Holy Ghost and a New Testament Holy Ghost. Same Spirit. Everybody say same Spirit. This is exciting when you think about it because the same Spirit that Abraham looked up in the sky and saw all those stars and said, Lord, I believe it. You said it. You can do it. That Spirit lives in me and you. The same spirit that Daniel got in that lion's den and slept through the night with. That spirit of faith. Same spirit that David faced Goliath with. That spirit of faith is in you. If it enabled him to face Goliath, you can face your boss man. You can face the customers. Without being scared, without getting mean, without getting ugly. But just be bold and win. And win. And when, it's something I've been saying for about a month now. Did you know the devil is a loser? Yes. <laughs> it's his defining thing. You know, I know it sounds funny, but he is. He's a loser. And I'm a winner. It's biblical. We've got scriptures right in there. He tried to have an uprising in heaven and what happened? He lost. He tried to wipe out the people of God in Noah's time with the flood. And what happened with that deal? He lost. And he tried to wipe out the people of God in the wilderness. He thought he had them for sure. But what happened? He lost. He lost. He thought he would tempt Jesus and mess up the whole deal out there in the wilderness with him. But after 40 days and 40 nights, pulling every trick out of the bag, doing everything he knew to do, what happened? He lost. He lost. He's good at it now. This is what the devil has been doing for millennia. Losing. Oh, I like it. Everybody said out loud, the devil's a loser. He's a loser. And I'm a winner. Amen. And boy, he really thought he had done something when he managed to move people and Jesus was crucified. And they laid him in the tomb. He thought he had really won. But what happened? Oh, did he lose. He lost so big, he will never be able to get over it. And he thought some way or another, even after being stripped, he could use his wiles and trickery and mess up the body of Christ. But on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost came and anointed all of those folk, the 120, and then the thousands of the church, and then us. And every day, people are getting saved. People are getting filled with the Spirit. They're getting healed. The church is growing. What's happening? He's losing. He's losing. Yeah. He's losing in a big way. And did you read the back of the book? (laughs) Soon and very soon, a great big old angel is going to come out of heaven, grab him by the nap of the neck, and slap chains on him, and open the door to the dark pit and throw him in there, and shut it. I mean, he is losing. He's a loser. His destiny is to completely lose. Our destiny. Thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. Well, I didn't think that was my message, but I'm full of that. So I, (laughs) every time I think, I get a kick out of just, you know, walking in my yard and go, loser. (laughs) You're a loser. Because he's tried, has he ever tried to mess with you? He's always tried to mess with me so many times. And he'll come and tell you, ah, the money ain't coming this time. You ain't going to get it this time. But God comes through again. He's a loser. I'm a winner. Amen. Amen. Say it again. The devil is a major loser. In fact, he's the loser. And I'm a winner. Glory to God. In fact, 
I'm more than a winner. More than a conqueror. In Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Well, thank you, Lord. It's not in my notes, but it's so. We have the same spirit of faith. Now, if you go over to Hebrews 10, which, you know, it wasn't written in chapter and verse, but it goes on into chapter 11, that great hall of fame of faith chapter. And he tells about how Abel had faith and Enoch had faith and Abraham had faith and Sarah had faith and on and on and on. And how many understand the same spirit of faith? We're reading about in that chapter is in me and in you. Not a different one. The same spirit of faith. Now the spirit of faith is not just taught. It's caught. Do you know what I mean by that? You don't, the spirit of faith in you does not grow and increase and dominate your life just because you're around people of faith. Now that can help, but it doesn't come automatically by association. There, I mean, just looking in the scriptures, you see where people, uh, you have a man and a woman who were great people of faith and then their sons were sons of the devil. And then you see the reverse of that. You see parents that live for the devil and then you see a son and a daughter that had faith for God. And you see people that were in uh, some great moves of God and around people of strong faith and yet go out and not even serve God. So you have to have a heart for it. And you have to want it. Have to have a desire for it. Pursue it. And then as it's ministered to you, receive it. The spirit of faith is tangible. The spirit of faith is perceptible. You can see faith in people. You remember uh, when uh, the individuals, the four, brought the paralyzed man in before Jesus? Remember, they tore off the roof and they let him down there. And what did the Bible say? When Jesus saw their, their faith. I've heard people say, well, you know, the man didn't have faith of his own. Well, no, it said their, every one of them. Amen. Amen. Their faith. Well, it takes faith to let somebody, if you're paralyzed, hoist you up on the side of the house. <laughs> huh? A lot of people, sick people, oh, they'd be screaming and yelling, oh, no, no, you can't take me up there. He said, hoist me up. Right. Yes, sir. They hoisted him up like a tuna fish or something. <laughs> he didn't care. He's getting to Jesus. Amen? Amen. Whatever it took. Yeah, he had faith and they had enough faith to help him get there. Yeah. You can see it. They tore off the roof. He's uh down there in the middle of lowering him down. He's coming down grinning at Jesus. And all these guys are looking over the edge grinning at Jesus. And the Bible said he saw their faith. Faith is discernible. Amen. You can see it in people's eyes. You can see it in the countenance of their face. You can hear it in the tone of their voice. It's the spirit of faith. Not just mechanics of faith. Everybody say spirit of faith. And so in Hebrews 11, we see this spirit of faith manifested in people's lives. Let's begin reading in chapter 10, Hebrews 10:35. Says, "Cast not away therefore your confidence." Confidence is a faith word. Don't cast away your confidence. Another way of saying that would be don't throw your faith away. Which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience. That after you've done the will of God you might receive the promise. For a little while and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live how? By faith. But if any man draw back. My soul shall have no pleasure in him. He uses drawing back as the opposite of faith. Well, if unbelief and doubt draws back, what does faith do? Faith steps out. Everybody say step out. Step out. You know, a big part of prosperity is uh, obeying the Lord when he directs you to do something. You know, uh, Phyllis and I were looking at some of our numbers. We're getting ready for a board meeting. 
But man, we've had a big increase. With all the expenses that we had last year, we still had a 90% increase of income. Now that's substantial. 88%. Don't let me exaggerate. 88 point something percent. Increase from the year before. And it's the same year we spent so much money that we stepped out with no congregation and secured this place. We can see an 88% increase because of what? Stepped out. Everybody say stepped out. Now, if the Lord hadn't told us to do it and we tried to step out, you could fall on your face. But here's the other side of it. What if he deals with you to do it and you're afraid to step out? Are you going to prosper? Are you going to see that 88% increase in your fine? Uh uh. Uh uh. Unless you step out. Somebody said, well, yeah, but that's, you're a preacher. These are not preacher principles. These are believer principles. Amen. You know, Jesus uh, came one day and the fishermen were there and, and he wanted to use Peter's boat. And you remember he did. And as soon as he did, uh, after he got through using it, he wanted Peter to reap a harvest off of his seed sown into his ministry. He said, get your nets, go out there and cast them. Well, they had fished all night. They were tired. Uh, stuff is put up. Equipment's already been cleaned. What if he'd have said, well, you know, he started that way. He said, we fished all night. We couldn't find anything. But he didn't. He said, nevertheless, at your word, they did what? They stepped out, didn't they? They stepped out to obey him. And that's when they got the good measure pressed down, shaken together too much fishes, Right. For not just their boat, but for their friends' boats. But would they have gotten that big increase if they had been too scared or too unbelieving or too lazy to step out? Everybody say step out. Faith steps out. And it wouldn't be faith if you could see how it's all going to work. You know, with this new venture in our ministry, you know, I spent a couple of nights with the calculator that did not make me happy. I thought, now hold on here. Where is this going to come from? I mean, boy, if a lot of money is not coming from somewhere, we're going to get in the world of hurt quick. But that doesn't matter. What matters is did the Lord say do it? If he said do it, quit trying to figure it out and just step out. God's talking to somebody. Several somebodies. Everybody say step out. He said, don't draw back. If you draw back, I'll have no pleasure in you. Now, that doesn't just mean that God's looking for a reason to be miffed at you. He's not pleased when he can't bless you. And if you won't obey him, he doesn't have a legal right to bless you. And this is a big, big factor. What did Isaiah say? If you be willing and and obedient, you will eat the good of the land, you'll eat the best, wear the best, drive the best, live in the best, if you're willing and, not just willing, but you step out, you obey. Every time the Lord has prospered us, we had to step out. Every time. You know, uh, the Lord dealt with us to go to uh, Raymond, Tulsa, and go to Bible school. That was a huge step for us. We didn't know where the money was going to come from. He dealt with us to step out and go hold meetings. That was a step for us. He dealt with us every step to do this and do this. But when we did, here came the increase. Amen? Amen. But it took faith. The devil will come and try to scare you. And you say, well, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm just a scared. You know, Lord, if you'll bring all the money in first, then I'll go ahead. You ain't going anywhere. Because that's not faith. Amen. Well, if you'll show me how we can do it. No, that is not the issue. The issue is, have you heard from him? What did he say do? Now, cast your fears aside and do it. Go throw your nets out. I don't care how many you threw them in that area. I don't care what you've seen before. This is different. Now, you got direction. Now, you got grace. Everybody say, step out. Faith steps out. And so you'll see through this whole chapter, people who stepped out. Won't you? How many believe Abel stepped out? Enoch stepped out. Noah stepped out and built a boat. When there hadn't been a rainstorm. A long ways from the ocean. 
And he worked on it for years. Now that's stepping out, brother. Is that right? He's pumping money into this thing, taking all his time. That's stepping out. Oh, but I tell you what, he was one happy camper. <laughs> when the lightning started popping, is that right? That he had obeyed God and he was ready. Amen. Oh, but he had to step out. People mocked him and made fun of him and said, what are you building this big boat out here for? Well, God said so. And God's not going to tell everybody what he tells you to do. Not everybody's going to know, so quit looking for everybody to confirm it. Hmm? Well, you know, in the multitude of counselors, there's a, watch out, watch out. He's talking about a king in war, specifically. Uh, people miss it sometimes by asking everybody and their brother what you think about what I ought to do. That was a different dispensation also. In this dispensation, you have the comforter, the Holy Ghost, inside you. You can hear from him. That's right. Amen. Amen. Don't ask everybody what they think you ought to do. They, you know, the Lord's not necessarily telling them what he's telling you to do. They're not going to know. And if they haven't heard from him, they're just going to give you their opinion. And that's no better than your opinion. Maybe not as good. Keep reading here. Hebrews 10. Everybody say it one more time. Step out. Faith steps out. Don't draw back. You know, I've seen businessmen before that uh, came to me and said, boy, you know, I think the Lord's telling me. This one guy had a transmission shop. He said, I think the Lord's telling me to open two more transmission shops in the city. And uh, I said, go for it. He said, well, it'll cost money. I said, I know, but it'll make money too. Man, I said, none of that matters. He said, yeah, but I don't know, you know, about this. And I don't know about that. He had about 90 questions. Well, what about that? I said, none of that matters. One thing matters. Is the Lord leading you to do it? Have you heard from him? That's all that matters. Yeah, but the economy. Yeah, but this. Yeah, but what if there's a war? Don't you think God knows if there's going to be a war or not? And if he told you to do it, he already knew about it. Yeah, but what about this? And what about the kids? And what about the wife? You got too many whatabouts. We don't walk by whatabouts. We walk by faith. Yeah, but what if? We don't walk by what ifs. We don't live by what ifs. We walk by faith. And faith is based on the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. That's the written word. And the living word by the spirit. When he deals with you to do something. You just say yes sir thank you. And here we go. Step out. Everybody say step out. I'm excited about this. I am. You know what's happening here? We have a, a group of people in here tonight. And I mean from a year ago. You've been given. You've been given, you've been sowing, and you were given before that. And you were sowing before that, and the Lord is ready for some big chunks and some big harvest to come back to you. But you don't just sit and go, Lord, drop it on me. Come on, let her rip, let her fall. Well, he may deal with some people to just walk up and hand you some checks. And that's great. And we have that kind of thing happening here all the time. But there's also going to be some new channels. Everybody say channels. New channels. New avenues of uh, a continuous flow of finances to you. I mean, it's good to have uh, one pipe with water flowing in, but it's better to have ten. Ten pipes with water flowing from ten different directions. And if one of them gets a little low, well, you still got nine pumping. Amen. Amen. If three of them got low, you still got seven Amen. others pumping. Amen. The Lord wants to do that for us. He wants to bless us in our basket and in our store. When we go out and when we come in. Amen. He wants multiple things happening for us. But in order to reap, you got to what? And step out. Step out. So a lot of people here are at the point of stepping out. Some people already see and know some things. Some other people, the Lord's getting you ready even in this service tonight because he's going to show you some things. He's going to deal with you in the nighttime. He's going to give you some ideas when you're riding down the road in your car and you're going to go, wow, 
That's a great idea. And you'll get excited about it. You'll get stirred up. And you'll get to talking about it. You'll probably come talk to your husband or wife about it. Maybe talk to your friends about it. Get stirred up about it. And then the devil will come. And try to scare you. And say, oh, now you got to watch it. Oh, you better watch out. Better watch out. Because you never know. (laughs) That is not a scripture. We don't talk that way around here. No. We do not draw back in fear and hide and so-called play it safe. We hear from God and we step out. Oh, glory to God. And the Lord prospers what we put our hand to. He blesses us. He increases us. Mm -mm -mm. This applies to a bunch of people in here. Bunch of people in there are at this juncture right now. Some witty ideas and some things are going to come to you. You're going to say, well, man, if I just do this, then that opened up a whole other area over here for me. And if I just do this and I could actually multiply that, I could triple that one over there. And somebody, and people are going to come to you and they're going to say, would you be interested in a contract with me? Would you be interested in this? Now pray about it. Don't just because somebody says they're a Christian. That doesn't mean that you go just jump into it. You hear from God. Amen. Amen. But when he's dealing with you and he's dealing with you, what comes next? Step out. Look at your neighbor. Tell them they need to hear it. Say step out. Step out. Obey God. And it'll go good. You'll be blessed. Amen. This is a big way God increases us and prospers us. You can't be lazy and you can't be scared. Right? Got to get up and get with it. Step out. Somebody said, well, I got all I want to do. You know, I'm busy enough as it is. Go ahead and obey. You know, when I was uh, teaching at Ramah, there was one time during that period that I was speaking sometimes 20 times, 22 times, 25 times a week in a seven-day period. That's a lot. It's really too much. But I was young and, you know, whatever they said, yeah, I can do it. Yeah. And uh, the Lord began to deal with me about going out on the road. I thought, you got to be kidding. <laughs> because by the time Friday rolled around, I'm ready to sit in a chair. Just look out the window. <laughs> well, traveling means you got to travel. You got to. <laughs> you ever thought about traveling ministry? Half of that phrase is traveling. And it is too. Whoo. Thank God for airplanes. But uh traveling and going out and having meetings and coming back in. And I didn't want to hear that. I, You know, I thought, oh. and I just kind of pretended I didn't hear that for months. I said, why did you do that? Why did you? I just kind of pretended. What is that? And you know, as soon as you do that, the devil will come and go, we don't know what that is. I went, no. Now you're agreeing with him, you know. What is that? We don't know. That's just, we don't know. Because you don't want to know. Don't want to hear it. Don't want to look at it. But eventually, thank the Lord for his mercy. I must have been almost a year later. I was sitting in the chair one day getting quiet. And that came up to me so strong. And I thought, Lord, yeah, you've been dealing with me about that. And I hadn't wanted to look at it. I'm sorry. I apologize. You want me to go? I will go. Help me out. See, if you be willing... Huh? And then, so people had been asking me to go, but I had been saying, well, no, no, I'm busy and I got to, you know, all I want to do. But I began to accept some things. And I tell you what, in the next couple of years, our finances just, just came up just like this. I mean, and it wasn't just from taking the offer, all the offerings that came in. People just walk up at a meeting out of state and just hand you a check for five grand, a thousand dollars and three thousand dollars and and this would happen and that would happen and next thing we know, well, what if I'd said, no, I'm, I'm, I don't want that, you know. Well, this is what I do, right? Preach, teach. What if I say, well, I don't, I'm doing all the teaching I want to do. Well, then I'm blessed as far as he can bless me right now. Hmm? 
But it wasn't long. He knew that. It wasn't long until he worked out so that some of those things I was so busy at at the school, I didn't have to do. And I was freed up. And, and it was just wonderful. Amen. Amen. And stuff got paid off and had plenty. Everybody say step out. Step out. Obey. Obey. So you can't be lazy and you can't be scared. Amen. Somebody needs to say it out loud. I'm not lazy. I'm not lazy. I'll, go, I'll go or I'll stay. I'll, stay. I'll obey. And say this as well, I'm not scared. I'm not, scared. not scared to step out. God is big. He can do this. Amen. This was not what I had planned for tonight, but I believe it's what we need for right now. Keep reading, verse 38. Now the just shall live, how? By faith. But if any man draw back, pull back. My soul shall have no pleasure in him. That's the Lord talking. Verse 39. I like this. This is my confession. But we are not of them that draw back. We're not. Unto perdition and destruction. But of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Now faith is. (laughs) And he begins to tell us examples of how people stepped out. And how God met them. Now one of the key things that you need to know about faith. Is what brother James said. Faith without works is dead. Dead faith will not get you healed. Dead faith will not get your bills paid. Only living faith. What is living faith? Faith that is expressed through action. Faith is not just believing something. Faith, living by faith, is acting on what you believe. Amen. Amen. Faith without works is dead. You gotta step out. And in Hebrews 11, we see people that stepped out. Now you'll see their faith is in different areas. Faith is the same in essence and nature But faith is developed in each individual area. You're going to hear me say this again, but let me just, you know, uh, describe it to you. Verse 4, Abel had giving faith, didn't he? He had faith to give a more excellent offering. Well, what kind of faith did Enoch have? He had fellowship faith, that he could fellowship with God. That he could commune with God and be close to God. Noah, what kind of faith did he have? Faith to get ready. He had preparation faith. Amen. Abraham had faith to step out. He obeyed and left his home and left his relatives not having a clue where he was going to wind up or where he was going to go. He had faith to step out. And uh, Sarah had faith to receive and faith to conceive, didn't she? Abraham had faith to offer up Isaac, offering, giving faith. Isaac had blessing faith for the future. Joseph had faith for the future. And the list goes on, especially when you get down to Rahab and she had faith that God would protect her. And Samson, he had faith that he could whoop anybody. (laughs) Didn't he? Yeah. Now, you know, let's draw a contrast. An army comes to Samson's house. What does he do? He gets a donkey's jawbone, right? And he believes he can hand-to-hand, one-on-one, whoop the whole bunch. And he did. He had faith to do it. He was anointed to do it. Right? Elijah, the prophet Elijah, sitting on top of a hill. And an army pulls up. What does he do? He does not look for donkey jawbones. Right? He doesn't get up. He doesn't warm up. They get warmed up. He sits there and says, 
If I'm a man of God, let fire fall down and consume you. Fire, whoosh, comes down out of the sky, burns them all up. He never broke a sweat. But that was, was that the first time that had happened or the only time? No, he stood out there with those prophets of Jezebel, you know, of Baal. And he said, if he's God, then let him answer. If God's God and fire, he had faith for fire to fall. And it happened again and again in his life and ministry. And you see, different people have faith in different areas. You know, Phyllis, when she and I went to Bible school, she worked and I went to school. Now, what was it, 10 years later or longer than that? She went, she went to Raymond too. But she worked while I was going to school. And she worked in a doctor's office. And the, just supernaturally, how the doctor and her got together, I won't go into all of it. But anyway, the Lord put it on this doctor's heart to pay her increases according to new patients and some other things. And I mean, she got it in her heart, faith for patience. And within, uh, how long was it? Two or three years? They went from patience. Give me some numbers. About 30 a day. And in three plus years, 130 a day. And he thought the bonuses wasn't going to be that big. But man, in three years, those bonuses were hefty. But she she got faith in her heart that she could claim and believe for people to walk in. And uh, that's where her faith was. And you'll see people at different times. If you're in real estate, you need faith to sell houses. If you're selling cars, you need faith to sell cars. You don't have to pressure people. I said you don't have to pressure people. You don't have to lie to people. You don't have to deceive and hide things. You can have faith. You can go out to your place of business and say, now somewhere in this area, people are going to be buying cars today. So they might as well come buy them from me. Car buyers, come see me. Call them in. Amen. And as you develop, your numbers will increase. Now, I'm not wasting your time, okay? Are you listening? You, maybe you're at a two-car-a-week faith. I'm going to believe for, to sell two cars this week. Sure beat selling none. Right? Or one. Don't say something you don't believe. But if you'll get on it, next thing you know, those are two cars will be sold. And then what do you do? Bump it up. Amen. Let's believe to sell three cars in a week. Let's believe to. See, you are where you are in your faith. But don't just sit and say, well, okay, sirrah, sirrah. Whatever will be, will be. We'll see. And you just never know. Put your faith on it. If it's sales, if it's construction, if it's building a house, whatever you do, put your faith and claim and say, you know, I claim X amount of contracts. I claim X amount of sales. Put your faith on something. Start small. You can always increase it later. You're better off starting where you are and getting results than trying to bite off something bigger than where you are and going a long time and not seeing it and being disappointed. Don't do that. Don't try to act like you're the place that you're not. So look, kind of like lifting weights. If you've never lifted weights in your life, don't get under a 400 pound uh, bar. It's ignorant. You're going to get hurt. Right? Don't try to say, well, uh, yeah, I can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> no, take the baby weights. Just take the bar with no weight on it. Right? But it's good to be successful to push it up. Right? Then you get encouraged. After a while, you can put those two-pound weights on. Go, yeah, buddy, look at this. (laughs) Then you can put a five on. Amen. That's how it starts. Next thing you know, you'll have some big stuff on there. Right? But if you don't start where you are, you stay where you are. And you got to not be too proud to admit where you are. Phyllis and I, we started believing God for cars for a used car. Just a used car. Any kind of car. Just a car. <laughs> right? And we got one. 
It was uh, Delta 88. <laughs> Phyllis didn't like it too much. But it was a car. And it was a pretty good car. We used that car and we drove in that car, rode in that car. And then Phyllis said, she liked Tornados and Rivieras. So we put our faith to believe for one of them. And we got one. It was what, four or five years old, but it was black and silver. Boy, we remember that car. We thought we had arrived, but I mean, that thing was something. And so we believe for a car. Then we believe for a nice used car. And then we believe for a new car. Amen. Amen. And kept on believing over the years to believe to get to where you could go in there and write a check for one and drive it away paid for and we've done that amen we didn't start there started with a car that had 90,000 miles on it yeah that left us on the side of the road that was my fault that's another story uh, let me get back to my message here The spirit of faith revealed in these individuals is displayed in action. Everybody say action. Action. Faith does something. Now the number one action of faith is speaking. Speaking is doing something. Speaking is an action. But it's not the only action. It's one of many, many actions of faith. But faith that just, you know, says, okay, I believe it, I believe it, you know, but doesn't act on it in any way is dead faith. Faith is much more than believing. The life of faith is acting on beliefs. I believe God is the healer. I believe it's his will to heal. I believe his power is more than enough. That's why I lay hands on people. And it's why I lead prayers. Amen. It's why I speak against disease in Jesus name. If I didn't believe that, I wouldn't do that. There's a lot of churches don't believe in that. So they don't do it. So they don't get those results. But they believe there are other groups that believe strong that if you preach the gospel, the first part of the gospel and people hear it, that they will come and be born again. They have faith for people to get saved. We do too. Amen. If you didn't have faith, you wouldn't preach it. You wouldn't give people an opportunity. If you didn't have faith that God hears you when you pray, you wouldn't pray. Faith affects every area of our life. And God has called every one of us to emphasize certain areas. And your faith is supposed to be developing in some areas. And you may be stronger in an area of faith than I am. But I might be stronger in another area than you are. But you put us all together. Huh? We take the devil's lunch away from him. Because he's a loser. (laughs) We add your anointing. To my anointing. To their anointing. We got it covered. And you need to know your limitations too. There's some things I get to. And I just know this is not my area. You know I can look at it. And just almost despair. You know. You pull out four volumes of the latest computer program and you open the thing up and you got all the boards and the wires laying there. I don't, you know, I don't even want to try to believe I can do this. I got other stuff I'm believing for. Huh? But brother Rob, he's got faith for that. It makes him happy. He goes, yeah, yeah, let me edit. He's got faith to do it. Amen. I used to work on cars quite a bit. But you know, the Lord actually corrected me because I was trying to save $20 one time by changing out an alternator myself. And the Lord rebuked me. I was up under there greasy, didn't have the tools. What should have taken an hour, taken me a half a day. And the Lord said, uh, This is what he said to me. He said, I have people that are anointed to do this. I've anointed them and skilled them to do this. And he said, you're supposed to be waiting on me and getting revelation and getting things to preach to the people. He said, believe me for the $20. I said, yes, sir. Got to watch about being cheap. Did you hear? You miss God. Frustrate yourself. 
skin all your knuckles, <laughs> tear up something, huh? When you should have been doing something else. And let whoever's called and anointed. And gra- there are people graced and anointed to drive a nail. Amen. I've seen, I've worked with people. Dear me. Of course, you got nail guns nowadays, but I helped frame a while years ago. And there was a guy, he had a hammer twice as big as everybody else. And he'd throw a handful of nails up there. Boom, 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 boom. One lick, that's it. And not even hit himself. I'm thinking, wow. (laughs) Glory to God. I mean, I know he did it for a long time, but he was graced. He had a, somebody said, well, he just has a knack for that. What is a knack? What is a knack? There are people anointed to deal with business stuff and investments. There are people anointed in different areas. We need everybody. Not everybody's supposed to be a preacher. Hmm? There are people that absolutely would miss God if they tried to be a preacher. Like I could miss God if I tried to be a lawyer or a, a doctor or whatever. I mean, I get out of my call. But whatever you're called to, you're going to develop faith in that area to do it. And it's such a blessing to Phyllis and I, as things get bigger, we need more help in other areas. And so many times you're looking at something and you're just thinking, oh man, I don't want to deal with this. I don't even know where to start. And God brings somebody to you and they step up. They've been doing it for 20 years. They go, oh, this is nothing. I'll take care of this. Don't worry about this. And you're going, oh, glory to God. Thank God. Because to them, it's not even a deal. To me, it'd be a big deal. How many believe we ought to all be in our areas doing our thing and you add us all together, it covers every area. Everything gets done. Let's keep reading. It's about time for me to quit here. (laughs) Hebrews 11. He went on to say in verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. God commended them and recorded what happened with them. Part of it's right here in this chapter because of their faith. They got a good report. How many know it means something when God gives you the thumbs up? (laughs) Jesus is the perfect expression of God the Father. And you remember when the centurion came to him about his servant, he was impressed. He turned around and told his staff, he said, I hadn't seen faith like this in the whole country. He was impressed. When you get the thumbs up from Jesus, <laughs> that's something, brother. Huh? When God pokes Gabriel and goes, that's my boy. Look at that. Yes, sir. Why would he do that? What causes God to smile and be pleased with you? Your faith, which is expressed in a myriad of ways, but your faith. Faith to step out, faith to obey, faith to give, faith to receive, faith for protection. It goes all the way in every area of life. But this is how you get a good report. You know, one day, won't be long, you and I are going to stand before the Master. Before the judgment seat of Christ, every man, every woman, to give an account of the things that were done in the body. And all of our works and everything we did and didn't do is going to come out and it's going to be judged, going to pass through the fire. And what is going to, what's going to be the thing that will cause the Lord to look at us and go, good job, well done, good and faithful servant. What's going to cause him to say that? It's not how big something was. It's not how hard you worked. It's not who knew you or who didn't. It's going to be your faith that pleases God. Amen. It's our faith that's going to bring the good report from God to us. Now, uh, we are not of those who draw back. And so we are coming to a crossroads. The Lord is speaking to us tonight about these things, about numerous things that have come up in people's hearts and are going to come up. Opportunities. We're not led by opportunities, but you need to know when something is an opportunity of God. And things are going to come up and we are going to please God by stepping out and not being afraid. You know, it took faith for Phyllis and I to leave uh, Mississippi. That was one of the biggest challenges we ever faced. 
We'd never been away from home, never been away from our folks, never been, you know, away from the security. You know, it never crossed my mind I might starve. Because I can see mama's house from where I live. (laughs) Not only that, I've got Aunt Odessa. I've got Aunt Royaline. Aunt Hattie. Aunt Maudie. Aunt Ruby. Aunt Perline. Master cooks. (laughs) Master cooks. It never even occurred to me. I might go hungry. But when we loaded up the truck and moved to Tulsa, and we were greeted by people drawing out our only tank of gas, thoughts crossed our mind. You may starve out here. But we didn't starve. I said we didn't starve. When we stepped out, you know, the enemy tries to paint pictures of you failing. And losing everything you got. Not having money to pay your bills or to make payments. Oh, he, I mean, he'll work on you night and day. Trying to scare you. Trying to get you to what? Draw back. Draw back. Draw back. Oh, I don't know. Now, what do I need to go to Branson for? And I got a good house down here and got money and what do I need? Whew. What if I go up there and people even Thought enough to bring this idea to me. What if you go up there and fall on your face? And, and uh, what will you do? And this is what I told one of my friends. I said, I tell you what. I've prayed about this best I know how. And I'm human. I could miss it. I said, but the best I know, I've heard from the Lord about this. We've been praying about this for months now. and I'm going. And I would rather... Go up there and fall flat on my face and have folk go, well, I wonder what happened to Brother Keith. Boy, whoo, ha, 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 look at him. Boy, he sure messed up. I'd rather do that. Trying to serve God. Amen. Trying to obey God. Than to sit over in the corner, play it safe, do nothing, miss God. Amen. Disobey God. Amen. But I tell you what, every time we have stepped out, it didn't just almost work. It mightily worked every time we've ever stepped out to obey God here come the grace here come the strength here come the help here come the money here come the direction but it didn't come till you stepped out stand up everybody boy the Holy Ghost talking to folks tonight Mm -mm -mm. glory to God thank you Lord Jesus go ahead Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.